What's up, you nerds? Thanks for uh, downloading and uh, listening up. Uh, this week we talked about Avengers. Uh, we talked about uh, the new mutant stuff, whether or not it's going to come out. Probably ever. not. <laughs> uh, we also talked uh, about some Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and, uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie. They have the castings finally starting to roll in. And we also made a decision that we're all going to see Street Fighter movie. Yeah. And then do an episode on the Street Fighter yeah, we'll, live action. We'll watch the Street Fighter old school 1995, I think it was, Street Fighter movie. Sounds about right. It was yeah. like just a couple years after MK. Yeah, I had the, I had the soundtrack. So stick around and it listen. Was the soundtrack? Yes. Check out this episode. So, hey, everybody. You'll be hearing upset customers who waited for 20 minutes to get their orders because we're at Sonic today. <laughs> and there's music playing, which is not normal, <laughs> even though they have the speakers. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Speakers pointing the other direction. Um, they're making up for it with half off shakes. I, I abstain from the shakes for now, but we'll see. Oh, I didn't realize they were half off. Yeah, there was it, it was on the screen. I don't. I guess your guys' screen was broken because the one I ordered on is like you had to like swipe it away, uh-huh. like the. But um, I never paid for my food, by the way. So let's see how far we go before you have to pay for your food. <laughs> see how far they're gonna. Maybe I should order there too. I'll order on this one next time. Anyway, uh, hi. Nerd uh, stuff. Yeah. Josh is back from vacation. Hey. Are we you, missed do, last week. Do you I feel think. relaxed? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Because we drove 5,500 miles oh. for like two weeks. I was literally driving almost every single day. Yeah. It was like four days or five days at the end where like before we left for home, I was like, I don't have to drive. My aunt, and Angie's like, let's go to like Indiana Beach or something. And I'm like, no, Ooh. I'm not driving to Indiana Beach. I was going to say, you made a special trip for Indiana Beach? No, we didn't. Yeah. I, I put the kibosh on that. <laughs> However, like, they did go to like Shipshawana again. It was like an Amish town. I remember Shipshawana. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anything Amish is usually pretty good. Well, was it food and stuff? Yeah, everything. Yeah. There's like restaurants. There's uh, they had like crafts, the flea stores, market. flea markets. That yeah. was when I think that was the first like seed of Rod should be vegetarian because <laughs> they had like I remember it being at a restaurant eating some like really great meatloaf and I was like oh. mowing down and then a cow walked by the window and like looked me dead in the eyes. <laughs> He's like George. Yeah, and, uh, and I was like. And I, I think my little head put it together. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and of course, later, like now, it's not because of that. But it's like health stuff. But like, <laughs> I think at the time, I was like, uh, I, I rather like had this disconnect from it, you know. Like that Mr. Burns where he's yeah. like, I want, a, I want that steak, and then they like, yeah. kill the cow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that one. So <laughs> kill that one too. Um, I don't know, like what else. I know Endgame came out on Blu-ray yeah, and streaming yeah. all stuff. I got it. I waited for the Blu-ray. Did you get it? Yeah. And, I um, had it in the cart the other day, but we had spent so much money like <laughs> driving around. I was like, things I mean, a little tight. Maybe I'll buy it next week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had trigger yet. I had just like saved for it because yeah. I knew it was coming out. And also the the mild OCD in me. The packages are uh, identical, mm. so it like they look good together for Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, so like I have Infinity War and Endgame. I literally haven't played either disc. No. I just wanted to own them. And uh, they have the digital, of course. Yeah. But um, we use that normally anyway. But I like having the discs just in case, because I know at some point in time, like Google changes all the crap all the time. We're like, mm-hmm. hey, you know that cool thing that we uh, we made last year? Guess what? Uh, we're ending it. Oh <laughs> yeah. So we we have a stuff a lot of stuff on Google Play, but like, uh, and we had Voodoo for a while. I think it was not Voodoo. It's some other thing. Uh, Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Yeah. And like they they just recently closed. But you could transfer all your stuff. To We've transferred thing. it to Fandango now. Yeah. So I I have a movies anywhere. Yeah. If you don't have that, highly recommend it because it links all your accounts and puts all the movies everywhere. Oh, really? I didn't so know. Like, like, is that a Disney one? Because I thought uh, Movies Anywhere is a Disney one. It might be run by Disney, but I think it's a collaboration between a bunch of studios. Okay. So it's like Disney and like Fandango and Amazon and um, all the places I buy. So all the places I would buy movies, like I just see where they'd be the cheapest. Yeah. Buy it there and then it adds it to all my other libraries. Oh, weird. Uh, so I, I tend to like have have all my stuff in iTunes mm. but like I'll have like like Amazon messes up my orders all the time so yeah. they give me credits all the time so I'll order like digital movies from there a lot and then they'll it'll sync and then like add to my iTunes library automatically but the, but the iTunes version so like I'll get the Amazon it just might be standard yeah. but if iTunes has like extra special features I'll still get those oh weird because it syncs the whole movie so it's Movies Anywhere it's a beautiful account I'll have to <laughs> take a look at that then um, and then recently I did like a piggyback where I piggyback my ultraviolet stuff it's funny the only thing I had in my ultraviolet account was the Green Lantern movie yeah <laughs> I think I got the same one for free and the Green Lantern like animated film that yeah it came because it came with it and um so then I transferred it to Voodoo and then like synced it to the movies anywhere. So now it's on my iTunes. Like, <laughs> Did you also get Matchstick Men? 
I don't think I said Because I think there was also a thing where they get that one for free. And, like, it was a good movie. It was just funny because, like, it was, like, a $5 bin movie, you know? Like, yeah. nobody remembers it anymore. I think I also, at some point, because we were thinking about seeing, uh, is it Calvin and Hobbes? Or Hobbes and Chubbs. Hobbes and Chubbs. Um, Calvin and Hobbes. And I was like, I don't know if we need to watch the other, like, 25 Fast and Furious movies before seeing this. And then I realized, like, oh, I have Fast and Furious 8 in my library because of movies anywhere. Because... If, like if you get a promo from like Fandango, like sign up for an account and get like three free movies, it'll just like drop them into everything. Yeah, so it's, it's oh. really nice. I haven't seen most of the that franchise. I want to actually yeah, watch either. them. I do want to watch them. To be honest, I think I've only ever seen the first one. I know I've seen parts of the other ones just yeah. put together, but like the first one was fun. It was around that like Gone in sixty seconds era, yeah, yeah. like to where like all oh, cars were cool again, and then like then it became more than just a car movie. It became like the superhero almost movie. Yeah, the first uh, Fast and Furious movies were kind of like it was like one tick above reality. Yeah, like yeah. that car. Maybe you know if I was a little high, maybe it could make be able that to do jump. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like by the third or fourth, I think Tokyo Drift. Maybe someone Scott and I wonder if you're watching this, you're a huge Fast and Furious fan. Maybe correct me. I think Tokyo Drift is where it began. Like they're just gonna like defy reality completely. Well, that's the one that didn't have Vin. Uh, what's it? Uh, was Vin, Vin Diesel until the very very end. Uh, he was it, in it for like ten was seconds. The one was like ludicrous. It might have been. I didn't see it. But yeah, tired. Tyrell or something. No, that's the second one. Uh, anyway, so with the with the end game, uh, I went through and watched a few of the special features. There's so many, so that's oh, that's really good. Um, we're watching out for our order. Where's my food? And like, what did I watch? I watched like the stand. So the things that we saw in the re-release of Endgame, Is that they, they put them on there like the Stanley thing. Um, Stanley Stan thing was pretty cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And then, uh, what else did I watch on there? I'm getting stuff mixed up because I also got Lion King digitally, so I was like watching special features <laughs> from that. Um, Do they still have like, because back in the day when you had VHS and even into DVD, they had like the Disney Vault. Does that still exist or can you buy all the Disney movies now online? I don't know because I, yeah, I thought that the Vault was still a thing, but. For a long time, they had them all on Netflix. Yeah. And they come here and there, you know. I think they're still there until the end of this year when Disney Plus happens. Okay. What well, a little bit of news there. Some people might have already seen this. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Disney Plus finally announced, like, their package deal with Hulu. Oh, yeah. So now you got Hulu, ESPN, and Disney Plus for twelve ninety nine. Uh, Not too bad. I don't care about the ESPN part, but... I even, wonder even just for like Disney Plus and Hulu together, that's a pretty decent deal. Is it an add-on, though? Like, because I have... Since I have Spotify, I have Hulu. Yeah, I don't know how that So then, yeah, work. do I have to... Yeah. I, I might have to, like, pick one of the packages. That's or just, maybe it'll be, like, different. a $2 upcharge we've, or something. We've made Combo the full circle meal. back to cable packages again. Oh, gosh. That's, <laughs> that's what I've seen that's kind of annoying. Yeah. I saw T-Mobile the other day. It's like, oh, we have cable now. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're getting out of this. This is, like, one of the... It's You know what it reminds me of is one of those restaurants that have too many things on the menu? Yes. Like, you're like what one do I pick? My favorite special feature though so far that I've seen on the Endgame uh, DVD is the deleted scene from when, spoiler, for some reason you haven't seen Endgame, mm-hmm. uh, with, when Tony dies. Uh, Have you seen that? Or did we oh watch yeah, that? when everybody did we, kneels. Did we watch yeah. that on this podcast? I, I don't remember. think we did. But yeah. I, I watched it when it came out. I think it, it dropped yeah. like the same day that the DVD came yeah, out. I think, maybe, yeah, I think they used it as a promo for yeah. it. Yeah. It like made me like cry all it over was, again. And I read, uh, in, in here I have somewhere, I think, I read uh, one the, the reason that they didn't include it was it felt, when they were attached, it felt too much like the, the funeral, the, the funeral it scene. It was redundant, yeah. yeah. So we're like, oh man, that's so sad. Because then you get to see Gamora too, because uh, if you watch this, uh, I'm sure it's online, because I saw it online. Yeah. Uh, if you watch or it, it... it was worth getting the it, Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah, that. definitely. Either way. Um, if you watch it, you actually see Gamora kind of like take off while so everybody's you, kneeling. So she didn't get dusted. Yeah, she didn't get no, dusted. No, we don't know if these deleted scenes are canon yet. Yeah. But You'd go to, you'd I, probably figure they were, but... I, yeah, I think so. Like, it makes sense because um, Kevin Feige was talking about how um, so people have all these weird logistical questions now about the blip. Yeah. But, like, so did people... Were people who were in the airplanes five years ago just die because they reappeared 30,000 feet in the air? <laughs> and he was like, no, because the Hulk is... Professor Hulk is smart. So when he brings people back, he thought to bring back safely. Oh, got it. Easy answer. And so, like, people who are, like, in trains or cars, or they don't just, like, reappear in the highway and stuff like that. Like, yeah. they end up somewhere safe, remotely safe and yeah. whatever. Which might be a fun mechanic to play in future movies. Mm-hmm. But I think with the Gamora, I thought the idea was that maybe Tony snapped away all evil in that, or people, you know, 
people who were on Thanos' yeah, side. And, just, and at that time, Gamora had already like switched. Good, good lucky for her. She yeah, was all through that. You would think too, though. She's kind of been a good guy for a long time, or at least trying to be. Yeah. Behind the scenes, how can I get rid of Thanos? Kind she's, of deal for yeah, a long she's time. Always been See, fighting I, her heart. I'm interested in seeing what that is because I, yeah. I I see what you're saying, yeah. but I don't. I feel like right now it's kind of like we don't know just yet because like I, sure I, I, I could see a struggle, mm-hmm. but the act the outward actions. She was still like helping him find the Infinity Stones, you know. Yeah. So I'm not like, sure about comics mm-hmm. wise because I, I didn't read any of that. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah. In this movie, though, I mean, like, like I I see what you're saying with some of the struggle, mm-hmm. but and then at the end, clearly she yeah. like diverts. But like, I wonder how long that's been ticking you know or exactly. like if, if it was still like I don't know you, you go along with something you don't agree with until you're like oh, you know this is last straw you know right. but it that, that was really cool then there was um, they have uh, featurettes on each of the main actors and stuff it, there's a lot of stuff in there I'm trying to remember what I else I want to watch that director's commentary yeah yeah hey Josh, you did get your order I did get my How order did you get your order before I don't know I ordered before him mine's still <laughs> I just had a pretzel and a drink, and I paid already. It's really the drink I was looking forward to. <laughs> this is gonna make me thirsty. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> Hello, 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big new news, as far as things we've talked about on here in the past, is they finally started uh, doing more casting for the Mortal Kombat movie. Yes. So they have, I don't know the guy's actual name, it's, like, it's something like super Asian. He, he was a Power Ranger and he was in Black Mirror this season. Mm. Um, he's being cast as Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gal I've never heard of Ludi before. Lin? Yeah. yeah. And then there's a gal I'm not familiar with that's Melina. Yeah. Um, Which apparently is somewhat problematic, isn't it? Because she's, she's black. And isn't she like, the, supposed to be the... Uh, isn't Molina supposed to be like the clone of Katana? Yes, so that can see, I, here's, here's the thing okay, with that specifically, Molina is like a clone but also a hybrid of a Tarkatan, which is what Baraka is Okay. I don't know what the hell Baraka is like supposed to be, like, so that could be messed around with, so I did see some comments where like, oh, she yeah. should be lighter skinned in this instance because of this, but like, I don't know some people argue that like um Thank you. Some people argue that uh, she would make a better Jade, but um, I'm not the casting guy. And James Wan, you know, for like the crap I gave Aquaman movie, <laughs> they did a pretty good job casting. So I'm going to see what story they have there. Um, then on the other side of things, uh, Mortal Kombat in general, like everyone is fairly like fluid in their whatever their origin is, because they're all, with the exception of like the handful of Earth Realmers, they're all like like ethereal like heavenly beings gods aliens you know and stuff so like katana has been like four different races and i, I don't really mind that and i think the general consensus is like what is she going to be this game mm-hmm. you know like the <laughs> mk11 is the first time that i've known that she's been like clearly eastern asian even though like yeah. she's specifically adenian which is a what whatever it's they made what, it up what? for this game <laughs> yeah. yeah um one of the things that surprised me most, though, is the guy that they got to play Raiden, or they, I guess they're still in final talks, though, mm-hmm. so it might not go through, but yeah. they're pretty certain. Is He was in Thor Ragnarok, and he's very Asian, very mm-hmm. East yep. Asian, um, which I think if you don't know Mortal Kombat, you're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, the guy with the big trouble in Little China hat. Mm-hmm. What's weird is Raiden has never been Asian of all the things he's been. I mean, it's, it's somehow, he was one of those characters that, like, after the movie, they kind of, like, cemented you know, like Kano became Australian after mm-hmm. the movie. Raiden became like a white guy after the movie. Um, even in the games, he was played by—I don't know if he was white, Carlos. But I think it was a Piscina, so he might have been Hispanic or something. I'm not sure. He, he wasn't—he wasn't an Asian guy. Um, but the, when was the first game you heard their voices? I mean, technically the first, one, the first one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and they—but they, their voices weren't always matched. So like, one person might do the voice for three characters they didn't play or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? Like, Ed Boon is the guy who says, get over here for Scorpion, you know. Um, I have to take a look at my pictures, because I went to, on my uh, trip, I've been to this, I went to this arcade mm-hmm. called the Galloping Ghost Arcade. It's like one of the biggest arcades in America. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps getting bigger every year. They just added an entire building of pinball. Holy crap. It's huge, and I love this place. It goes on forever. But they had pictures of all the people they're in, that did the voices for Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah? And they had, like, a book. Of like some original guy that was in the first, either was in the first movie or he was in 
He might have even been like one of the guys that was, uh, you know, filmed or whatever for the for the games. Okay. Oh, okay. Have to take a look at that. Probably was it Daniel Pacino? He sounds familiar. He, he played Johnny Cage and a bunch mm. of other people. No, I think it was uh, guy played either Liu Kang or mm. oh, um, Ho Sung Pak. Maybe. So he's, look it up. he's he's out here. Um, he's still a working actor. Actually, we were supposed to do some videos with him for our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. but he's very busy. So maybe still someday. Um, yeah, I hope that happens because <laughs> that'd be fun. Stuff. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say that it's like a like wrong that Raiden's Asian. It's just interesting that this is the first. This is the yeah. first time they've actually just gone that way. So we'll see. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember if they. They cast Sub Zero way before. Mm -hmm. um, James Wan's doing it. They have a date of March something 2021, which still blows my mind that before you even film a single shot, you can have a release date. I would be stressed out. You have to out. plan it out. I mean, all movies, I'm sure, like that. We want yeah. it released by this time. Yeah. But then again, you know, they can push it back. I mean, was it the. Was that Fox all New Mutants movie? New Mutants. That's still not. They're supposed to actually do reshoots. They yeah. haven't even done the reshoots yet. Did you yet. see the latest about that? Apparently, that, Disney said that it. They, supposedly, I don't know. Allegedly, Disney rewatched the newest whatever they mm. did of it and said it's not worth investing in the promotion for. So, it might just quietly appear on Hulu or Disney Plus or whatever. That's they been the thing up. all along. Is like it should be just kind of like a straight to Hulu thing. Yeah, they said it just wasn't of quality to promote. Like, because they, they need to spend as much money as they do on the film to promote it. You know? I don't think it's what Disney wants. Yeah. Because it's like it's supposed to be like a haunted house kind of well vibe. I think if it was that, but good, but then it's they Disney. Would, you know, well, I mean Disney. I mean, not it, it wouldn't be under the Disney banner. It'd be under Marvel, right? I don't know what it. I mean, but it would technically have to be under. I think. I think if it was a good movie, there would be other talks. But I have I've only heard one person, and this is a friend of a friend, so I don't even know how true this is. They saw an early cut of it and they're like, it was great. And I'm like, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Yeah. Like everyone else has been like, eh, maybe not. Maybe let's pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> you know? Or this just if we're gonna spend all this money on Rushus, do we just do the original idea that the guy had? <laughs> seemed to like be kinda oh. cool. Oh, I'm still down for the horror movie idea. I want Nicolas Cage as Cabal. <laughs> Maybe like ten years ago. Cover up the space. <laughs> um, actually, speaking of switching subjects, just a tad. Um, they're doing a Snake, Snake Eyes movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I got that on here too. Henry Golding is going to be Snake Eyes. Mm -hmm. He was the star of Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, and everybody's like, "That's great, diversity in casting," because Snake Eyes was a white guy. <laughs> I guess he was a blonde white guy. I didn't know that. I know. I saw a comic. Someone showed his comic. I guess his face is all messed up. Um, like a Deadpool vibe. I saw he was yeah. always in the costume. Yeah, well, no, he he wasn't like Deadpool, like like he just had scars, mm. like. But uh, I guess the problem, is, the problem people have been putting on Twitter is like, well, you're gonna cover up his face because that's Snake Eyes. You got like one of the most handsome men on earth, and you're just gonna put a mask on him for the whole movie. <laughs> also, he's not supposed to talk. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what'd be cool is if it was all narrated by Henry Golding. Yes. Or you find out he's not. They do a, they do an old school Mandarin. <laughs> this trigger. Trigger Josh. I just don't think it's a good idea. It should be Morgan yeah. Friedman. G.I. Joe movie sucked. If I didn't think of it as a G.I. Joe movie, it was fine. I didn't think it really wasn't horrible. a G.I. Joe movie. I mean, like. It was a rock movie. That was the second one. Oh. The first one. They blurred together to me. Yeah. It was. It was weird. It was such a weird movie. It wasn't like like GI Joe's like American heroes. And they're like, oh no, we're GI Joe World Force now. And so I was like, okay, you're already kind of like changing it a little bit. So it feels like it was a different vibe. And then they had all these funny like you know, the, the suits where they could run really fast, and they had like the weapons that were just kind of like Chitari kind of like esque <laughs> yeah. weapons that were like people would disappear. And it was just odd, odd. It reminded me of of like a if they came out with a comic. Mm. Of that same script, it would probably feel normal. Yeah. Yeah, like this <laughs> weird story about world GI Joes. <laughs> Although I remember as a kid, you know, cause this is in the late '80s. Everybody's saying like GI Joe, the real American hero, and no, none of the adults in my like, neighborhood could answer to me why there were so many ninjas <laughs> in the All American Hero Troop. There's only one ninja. Two. Snake eyes. And then a uh, storm shadow. Yeah, he's a bad guy. Oh, that's his brother. I didn't know that. And he, I had the actual who's Asian. Who's also who's Asian? Oh, 
in the movie. <laughs> okay, I don't know. See, this I is why I think I didn't think like that he was. I thought that he was Asian because Snake Eyes never. I don't think I ever saw him. I know. Of it. I know. It took a long time. His ago, face got all effed up. But there's so many different origin stories of Snake Eyes. And they're so made, they're the, probably just going to make another one. Yeah, I mean, this might have been a different continuity for the comics as well. Yeah, because the the screenshot I saw was a comic book thing. I'm not sure if they have any kind of real continuity. There's no like, I don't know if there's a. Correct me if I'm wrong. If there's a, like a six one six of the GI Joe universe, you know. I don't really think it even got that large to to have such thing. I mean, you got the Transformers. Sorry, I got food in my mouth. With Transformers, you definitely have like a. Like an old school, um, I can't remember what they call it, like, uh, it was a GS1 or something like that, Generation 1, kind of like, you have that, and then you have Beast Wars and everything else that they tried to... Went they? a lot farther, I, I feel. I wonder why G.I. Joe never came back. I mean, it does whenever the movies happen. Yeah, but they never, like, continued mm. a cartoon. Yeah. <clears throat> Same with the X-Men, like, how long has it been, 20 years now? No, they had... 93? X-Men, Wolverine, and the X-Men. Was the last X-Men car- cartoon? Oh, it you know wasn't what they bad. have? They evolution. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. evolution. So they have done X-Men, yeah. that's right. I just I Well, they did evolution, it. and then they did Wolverine and the X-Men probably 10 years ago almost now. And, then even and it wasn't the a bad, it only did one season of it. But it wasn't It wasn't bad. And it was, it was weird, that weird era where, like, uh, Wolverine was still really, really popular to where like, hey, let's put Wolverine in charge of the X-Men. And I thought that was going to be really lame, but you watch the season and it really makes sense because yeah. like Professor Xavier is like in a coma, but he's kind of communicating like, you know, uh, they lost Gene at least at the beginning. And so Scott's kind of like off mm-hmm. and uh, he's, but he's, messed up. he's communicating to Xavier in the future. So Xavier's in the future and they're trying to stop like a future like apocalypse kind of thing. So. Uh-huh. It's a really good season. It's only one season that's really good. Huh. I, I know uh, Avengers did a few things. I remember, what was it, like Avengers Assemble? There was like another Avengers uh, Heroes of the Earth or something like that. Avengers United We Stand was the one that was right after probably the Spider-Man and uh, Silver Surfer cartoon that they had in the oh, 90s. Yeah. Is is awful. It's got that whole like, the whole like, vibe, you know, like from back yeah, in the like day. The- Whenever the bad guys talk like that, like an episode of Batman the TV yeah, show, <laughs> practically like that. Um, Even so, though I love that show, and Ant Man's in charge in that version, it's so I weird. I love plastic cheese sauce. Yeah, <laughs> you can have this. It tastes really weird. Um, <laughs> but then they had my favorite Avengers cartoon is Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's what it was. It's, it's the better one. It actually started as like just a little mini series to like kind of introduce the Avengers, and the last like of the eight. Show episodes was like them coming together and like defeating Graviton. Mm-hmm. So like it was really good. Really good because then they went on to like do like 50 something episodes and that's about the time that the Avengers movie came out and it blew up and they cancelled it and started doing Avengers Assemble which is just Crap. I mean like the cartoon the looks okay but like yeah. it, the, the story stories are like, kind of oh, funky. I, I, it lost me when like when uh, Black Widow and like <clears throat> Uh, Falcon or someone else was fighting over cookies that Falcon's mom sent in. Yeah. You lost me right there. <laughs> I didn't keep track of any of these two cartoons. Two kids, two kitty. I mean, like, the, the cool thing about the X-Men cartoon and everything else was, like, you could watch it with your parents. My dad would he be like, a, it, he'd, like, lean in and, like, just slowly sit down, like, next to me, like, hey, the, how's it the going? The 93 anime series? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, if you watch the video we did with NerdSync um, about the X-Men theme song, there's a quote from uh, the showrunners that said that they're, and actually Ron Wasserman said this as well, that the key was to not write down to children. Mm-hmm. Like, they wrote a good show, and kids would just watch it because it's a cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Like, kids would watch Family Guy. Kids would watch, you know, Secret Tips of Nims. Like, Secret of Nim was, like, dark as hell. Yeah. But, like, we watched it as kids, and then it wasn't until I was in college. I was like, that was messed up. Like, why my parents let me watch that? But he didn't, we didn't care. And I don't think we absorbed anything but what we wanted to as kids, you know, mm-hmm. from that. I mean, granted, like, if there was, like, some violence, I mean, there was violence, but if there was, like, Violence, they would freak out about sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, like, Moms I guess would. I got a like, great like, story like, if the stuff. like if the lead mouse was like just like shooting people and stuff, then I think that might have stuck. Mm. But like the darkness of it didn't necessarily uh, stick true. with us, you know. Like it was just like there's mice running around in a field and a mm. funny bird and like, you know. I was gonna say I like I loved my when my dad like it'd be me and my dad on the couch and my mom, 
and my dad would like flick through a TV, whatever, flick through the channels, and he'd put a movie on, and he'd be like, oh, and then we'd start watching it, and my mom, the first thing my mom says, is this rated R? Is there nudity in it? And of course, my dad's like, nah, nah, there's no, no. And then that awkward moment when you're with your parents, and boobs are on screen, and my mom starts screaming, and my dad just laughing like, hey, hey, I was gonna say, like, my parents wanted to go see uh, Blue Lagoon when it came out in theaters. <laughs> nice. And so they were like, well, we're gonna take the kids because we don't trust white people. So, <laughs> like, so I didn't have a babysitter at the time. So I just went she with went them. to see Blue Lagoon. Wow, oh, that's yeah. a that's very a, sensual movie. Yeah. I think I, like, <laughs> vaguely remember the woman undressing at the beach, <laughs> but I was so young. Like, I think at the time I might have even just, like, I think I was just like, oh, she's changing clothes, you know, like... I watched Basic Instinct with my dad. That might be a little bit more aggressive. That's a little more. <laughs> I watched, um... It was a movie that had Bill Murray and Dan, uh, De Niro in it. And I can't remember Robert. what it was. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a serious movie. And it was like weird that Bill Murray was being serious in the movie. Huh. And, uh, he was actually, I think he was the bad guy, I think. And so I think it was called Mad Dog and Glory. I think huh. is what it was called. Okay, interesting. And uh, my dad, we were watching it, and then like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they were like freaking going at it. Like, and my dad's like, "Oh my god!" Uh, <laughs> like over. And I think I was in like fifth grade or something at the time. I'll see. That was fun. You're getting the talk anyway. My dad so, I never got the take talk. the blame. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm I mean, so like, happy he got the ass whooping. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the time when you got like the pamphlet from school and stuff. So like, yeah, it's I never all got coming a together. Pamphlet either, where? Really? Yeah. It's, it's when my, my teacher put a condom on a banana. You know, that <laughs> messes never... things up. I remember our in our health class. This wasn't sex ed. It was uh, in health class. I never never forget. Mrs. Walker um, was trying to explain STDs to kids, and this is in Central Indiana. Mm-hmm. So their euphemism was she had like six things of like different colored paints. She had a paintbrush, and she was like, so what we're trying to say, kids, is like, every time you mess around with a different partner, colors get kind of muddy, <laughs> until they all just turn, really, like, a dark mud <laughs> Gray. color and stuff. And, and I was like, this is weird. Like, it's <laughs> like, you just take one to the other. And I'm like, I get the STD reference, mm-hmm. but the image you're putting in my head is that a piece of, like, this person goes into this person and this like which is, I don't know what to connect from that you had to clean yourself in out. a very <laughs> small sense true there there are some like weird ass because nah, I I like conspiracy theories and stuff like that and I guess this kind of falls under that but I've read a bunch of articles about people who have sex with a bunch of people when you have sex with someone then you like a piece of you or like your essence or something a part of your body is stays with that person whether it's like emotionally or physically, so a piece of you always stays with that person. I, I believe the emotion thing because mm-hmm. I've there's a lot of friends that are like, oh, it's just a one night stand, and it's it's usually not that. Like usually, someone's like, I have been in love with her. She was gonna be okay, sure, whatever. Like, <laughs> I read some psychological paper once, or was they were talking about when you have intercourse that like you basically imprint with the other person. That's kind yeah, of, that's kind of and so like if you're doing that a lot. And then, like, try to have like a long-lasting relationship. It kind of messes a little bit with that because uh, you, your body would generally like, okay, I really, I want to die for this other person, kind of deal. Mm. And you're gonna feel more indifferent, is what they were basically saying, because of that, because of how often you've been imprinting with other people, you don't feel as connected to that other person. That's all. Yeah, that's what I was that. reading. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we got that I don't know why we're talking about that. <laughs> I was also thinking of what superheroes. Uh, like around. problems like All that. Of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> like we know who Superman was kind of just like a one woman girl. A one woman As of girl. recent, like it's been Super Wonder woman. woman. Yeah. A one woman guy. <laughs> yeah. He could oh. be a girl. He just hasn't yet. We're waiting for that <laughs> casting. Uh, Actually, <laughs> that, that kind of reminds me. Did you hear those rumors about Henry Cavill might be coming to the MCU? I don't yeah. know what. I don't know. I've, I've but, seen a million things like that'd that. That'd be hilarious. Oh, and then, actually, speaking of, Gemma Chan might be the first uh, actress to play two different characters in the MCU movies. Oh, yeah. Because she was Minerva mm-hmm. in Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. And she's being talked in talks for the Eternals, but they don't know what role. So unless they somehow bring Minerva back, or it was in the past or something, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be something, something different. And I guess, for me, that kind of works in the sense that Minerva was, like, so made up. Mm-hmm. Like, 
It could Harvey. be a different person, you know? I didn't even but, know it was Gemma Chan yeah, at first. Um, but she's also so great. Like, if anyone's gonna, like, kind of break through, like, the color barriers as just a great actress, I'm glad it's her, because she was great Crazy Rich Asians. She was... I mean, as good as she could be in Captain Marvel with that small role she had, and then she was. Well, in I know there's already people that have that have kind of jumped between roles. I mean, if you if you talk about uh, Star Lord's mom, uh-huh. was in Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And so she was like, I think she was one of the girls. I don't know if she's the one that kissed him, but she like asked for like his autograph or something like huh. that. Huh, so okay. she was in the first. She was in that one, and then you also have um, who's the lady in. Luke Cage. Oh, Alfred Woodward. Yeah. So they were talking about just in the movies. Just in the movies. But I didn't alone. know that about Captain America, though. Yeah. Um, that's There's been a couple other ones, too, uh-huh. but they tried to link them together to where, like, um, the guy that's the in the Spider Man Far From Home, his teacher, yeah. was in the first Hulk movie. Okay. Uh, so they tried to link and those together. Wasn't there that's something cool. else with, um, like, a teach like, relatives or something? In one of the, I can't remember. I'll have to remember. I'll have to like for next time look it up. There was something where like there was a character in present day, and we saw an, a movie from the past. In a previous movie, there was like another character, and they linked them as like relatives because mm. they had like a picture in his desk or something. Oh, weird! But you do that stuff all the time, and I'm like, and there was this one part in like Civil and uh, Aaron, uh, the Winter Soldier, where they're like, the guy that was driving this truck was the Punisher, and I'm like, is this supposed to link to anything? Or did you just <laughs> say that out loud? Like that was the Punisher driving by. That's like that video you watched about like the new uh, Easter egg in Endgame or something, and you like clicked into it, and it was like oh, completely so, stupid. So, mm. I'm gonna start with a dumb Easter egg, and then I'll segue to something that I think is a little bit cooler. That was kind of retcon because of fans. Uh, so the dumb one, I, I on my fa- my Facebook feed knows my number like it's just like this is what you want to see and so it was like here's a new thing about endgame you didn't notice because uh there were actually i thought of another cool one uh but this one said like nebula and uh tony stark's like paper football game Mm -hmm. helped them win endgame and and i was like (laughs) okay i'll buy it maybe you know there's a lot of stuff in that movie i clicked on it so their their thing was in the beginning when they were playing paper football and they were flicking stuff like they obviously had a lot of time to do it they're stuck up there for like almost a month or something <laughs> and then fast forward when they time travel and um, they're in the pa- in New York in 2014 and Ant Man gets small and goes on Tony's shoulder he's like flick me and he flicks him he's like all that practice paid off I'm like I hate this already I'm like dislike <laughs> the site like vote down like, like why they were successful so one of the cooler ones was uh, someone had a theory that in at Peggy Carter's funeral, the pallbearers, like was, one of those guys was Captain yeah. America, and I think they were like, it wasn't that way, but now it is exactly because that's a cool idea. Because you know? the guy that actually there's like an older guy that looks from yeah. the back that looks similar to him, but you know they weren't thinking that far yeah. back. Obviously. But that's the cool thing because the same thing with the, the little kid in the uh, Spider-Man mask yeah. was like that's uh, supposed to be Peter Parker, you know. But they, they never like, like included that ever. I think I think like after the fact, five years, somebody was just like, yeah. that's a good one. Let's do that." You exactly, know? but it's like like they never included it in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A cool real one though that people recently found because of the home releases out. Mm-hmm. There's one year on the on the like the time machine when Nebula, the bad Nebula, comes back and pulls up the thing. Mm-hmm. They have all the years for every every other time that everybody went to, and then there's one that says 2988. Hey. Oh, and it was like, so what happened there? Yeah. So that might just be something they put in there use in a later movie that someone like snuck off and did something checked something but they only had so many like pin particles to do it yeah but we never heard exactly the number they had they said they had enough for like x number of trips or whatever yeah and so it was like or was that the test trip or no that no no the one test trip was clean but what was the test trip or did he just shrink yeah accidentally he's like "Ah, so i I guess there's something but they they said like on the computer they had all the other years they visited and then that one and i was like so what happened there you know so that's cool like i i didn't notice that in the studio in the movie theater and then uh someone in like reddit or whatever like was watching and noticed that and someone else noticed like little it's not even really easter eggs it's just like attention to detail Mm -hmm. because this is something i watched in the behind the scenes they were talking to um, uh, the gal that plays the wasp. Yeah. And um, they're showing behind the scenes, and she's in the middle of that, the, all the, the women fighting together. Yeah. And she, like, asks uh, the, one of the Russos, like, so how do I know these girls? <laughs> and he was like, that's the thing, is you don't, but you're in the middle of a crisis, 
you're all there in the same place and you look at each other you're like we got each other and then you go and so that was like her motivation to go forward and then in the movie when she first appears through the porthole mm -hmm. everyone else is like charged forward she's like it's happening and then she charges forward mm -hmm. so it was like a nice like tiny details like what because for her she just like evaporated when they went to the van yeah, yeah. And then when she woke up, they're in a war of like the largest scale, like minutes later, you know? Yeah. So it's like, was it a pep talk from like Wong? It's like, okay, blah, 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 you've been gone for five years, okay, let's go. Like, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at that That's scene, really cool that they throw all everyone around her, including Howard the Duck, is all like, motherfucker, yeah, you know? <laughs> and then she's like, uh, sure, let's go. Like, yeah, why not? <laughs> and then she's just good with it yeah. for the rest of yeah. the time. She's just. I do love that line though, where he's like, you know, it brings it back from the Ant Man and the Wasp movie to where, like, He's like, well, Cap called me. He's like, who? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I got it, Cap. And like, yeah. So I love that. Kind of, I love all those callbacks. Yeah. I don't know. There was something else from like Ant Man that was like, he ended up being like the, the crux. I don't know. I'll think of it. There's so one. many. There was so yeah. many that were like amazing. Kind of like that Cap and Bucky were like, you know, uh, you're taking all the stupid with you. Kind of oh, like yeah. From the first from movie. The first movie. Yeah. It's like verbatim back and forth. Yeah. Which leads you to believe that he knew, like he talked like before. I think they talked, or something else happened in the timeline where he had that shot. Maybe that's something we see in the what if. Yeah. Or something. Actually, that was. Is the what if supposed to be cartoon? I don't know. Because it didn't say anything about uh, Haley Atwell actually being in it for, like, in live action. So something like, oh, she's true. not being live action, so I'm like, hmm. so what's going on then? That would must be a make it a little bit easier something. then, right? Yeah. That, that was the reason, that's the reason someone brought up 2988, was mm. that that might be a what if, like, not, like, the, the time jump thing. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of Hayley cool. Atwell, this doesn't have anything to do with, like, Marvel stuff, but a little plug. This week, the movie uh, Blind by Light came out, about Bruce Springsteen's music, and this kid who grew up on it. It's the whole thing. Go watch the trailer. But Haley Atwell's in that movie. She's the teacher. Um, she's fantastic. and uh, She's great in everything she does. There was just coming... People know like my whole spiel about representation and stuff. It kind of started with this movie because I didn't realize it could happen like correctly. Um, there was a real risk for her to be like the white savior of the film. But she's fantastic. And it, she's good in it. The uh, It was written really well. And she like played a really like integral part like as a... Caucasian British woman in the lives of like these Pakistani people and stuff. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous. So you just still see the movie. Um, I imagine that's got to be hard because you want you don't want it to necessarily. You want it to be in the real world. Yeah. You want it to be about Pakistani family, but then you you're gonna have to have some white people or some whatever yeah. other people in it. How it's probably be hard to keep them not extremely involved in that process yeah. you know what i'm saying when, so, they, when they're writing i think yeah i think the in this case there was a little bit of an advantage in that like it was based on a memoir mm -hmm. yeah. so there was obviously inspired events happen now granted i don't nobody should go see the movie and think that everything is exactly true because sarfraz who his life is uh, the basis for the movie um the kind of like little nod throughout the movie is like he gives the character in the movie everything he didn't have growing up that he wanted yeah. so that's like kind of the nice like fantasy side of things but um as far as like writing and this could go into the mcu movies too because uh what's the um the martial arts film that's coming out oh shang chi i'm hoping do you know do we know who's writing that yet i'm sure they do i don't know because um with stuff like that like where it's going to be like in like a certain community like like Luke Cage is a very distinct cultural community and stuff. It works wonders to have at least a handful of primary, like the primary amount of writers come from that world, you know? So for like, Haley Atwell didn't write Blinded by the Light and mm -hmm. stuff. And she probably like, not that she would have written it, but even, I, I think someone in her stature would like realize that like, maybe that's not completely her space, you know? Like she's mm -hmm. an actress, she brought what she brought to it, but like the narratives are driven since the main character is a person of color, the writers was that. And so, like, I feel like it treats everything, like, a little bit easier if he's the main character. I mean, if Haley Atwell's the main character, then someone like her should be, like, kind of maining, like, the story, yeah. you know, and stuff. But I think that's the biggest difference is, like, whoever the main character is, the writers should have, like, a majority of experience from that perspective. And that includes the fantasy films and stuff because I think it helps it not seem as clunky. Because yeah. it, it would have really... Cause, minor spoiler Haley Atwell and Blind by Light is an English teacher would have been so easy for her to just like fix everything you know like <laughs> and so uh, in any like in 
I don't know. It's like she's just as great as she is as Peggy Carter in this. In fact, I could. She's been Peggy Carter so long. I it's I just hard I to couldn't not see her. I was like, you're, you're Peggy Carter's your English teacher. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, that Winnie the Pooh movie she was in, she was like the wife of Ian McGregor. So oh, really? Was, yeah. I still haven't seen like no, uh, we wanted to see that when it came out, and then just like life happened. We didn't get to see it. It's good, but it's and, and you think there's gonna be like a big twist or something weird's gonna happen. It's very straightforward. <laughs> it's yeah, very it's like oh, this is heart a little bit of heartwarming. Yeah, it's just a straightforward. Okay. Bear story. Yeah. So well, it's blinded by the light. You know, it's so. a. Christopher Robin story because he's older. Robin story. Didn't they do one of those when we were a kid too? When he was older, like a Christopher Robin's like perspective thing. I, I mean, know. not when he was older, but like. No, I don't think they did that. But they, it was based, like they had him in the whole thing, so yeah. it wasn't just like, oh, this is you know, poo when he's away from everybody all the time. Mm. That that one show though, it was in the '90s. I was very connected to. Like I loved that show. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you'd see that like opening song and it's like make you cry a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, you I was know. just a little little kid mm. watching you, that show. Uh, do you play Kingdom Hearts? Or yeah. Have you played Kingdom Hearts? When you get to the poo level, mm -hmm. it's both adventurous and heartwarming, and I don't know how they did it, but it was what makes it a, a fantastic game. Yeah. Like, you go to Poo Corner. It's a book. Mm. You jump in <laughs> to the woods. Oh, yeah. And then the tree is a puzzle. Yeah. You have to figure out how to jump up and get the beehive and everything. Mm. And it's like... And, it, and it's these uh, Final Fantasy characters. Trying to help Pooh find his honey. It's so heartwarming. Like, <laughs> to me, like, a, that, I've never played that game, but that just it blows my mind. Like, so wait a minute. So we got Disney, right? Yeah. And then we got Final Fantasy characters, right? Mm -hmm. And they're in fighting alongside Disney characters, like it's Donald when, and Goofy? When Disney kids grow up and smoke pot, like, you get Kingdom Hearts. Like, like, <laughs> all right, I mean, like, it sounds fun, but it's just weird. But all right. It, it's weird. <laughs> it shouldn't have worked. But like all three, everybody loves it. Yeah, I haven't played the third one, but the first two and a half, because there was like two two games and then like a PSP game. They're I all love over the it. the nerd angry video game nerds like recap of all of them because he's like it doesn't make any sense because they had like a bunch of them. They're like oh, yeah. they redo them or whatever, and it, it like I, technically I think if you know all the ins and outs, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But very few people <laughs> can because you have to own like seven different platforms or something, something correct. Not seven, maybe like five or six different platforms and, and play several games. Yeah, all kinds of different games. Going back to the um, What If series, it is going to be animated. Oh, that's cool. This is What If animated series coming to Disney Plus, which makes me a little bit sad. Like I would have okay. liked to see like you know Peggy Carter be ripped. Yeah. <laughs> and like be Captain America, like you know. I've been I fun. guess maybe that's how they're gonna get away with like all like the special effects yeah. craziness and stuff. Um, that kind of reminds me of um, this is a little bit of a sidetrack, but the Door of the Explorer movie came out. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I kind of want to see it. Now I want to see it too because I re I saw this uh, YouTuber review it and saying like, and the title is Door of the Explorer is insane. So I guess Danny Trejo, he's his boots, boots, right? Yeah. Okay, and then. Somebody else's swiper and it's big. Dora and uh, Diego are like teenagers mm. in high school. And so everybody was like, well, her backpack isn't talking and stuff. Mm. Apparently, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I've heard this everywhere, so I guess it's not. Like, she goes into like this weird woods thing with these giant like flowers in the jungle. Mm -hmm. And she brushes up against it and gets high. And then the backpack and everything starts talking, talking and things. And I'm like, now I want to see this. Because they worked in that plot point where all the things talk. And they, and they, they even... It's the map. And they even, go, yeah, and they, they even go as far to be like, why is the fox wearing a mask? Like, like I've never watched Dora the oh, Explorer. Man. I remember watching it when I was dating uh, Amy in college. And is at the time uh, the girl I was dating, she had a similar haircut to Dora. So like we watched one or two episodes with our group of friends uh, to be like, oh look, it's Amy. And so and then we were just cracking up. We weren't even like smoking or anything. We were just like, this is hilarious if you're not a child. <laughs> like, because she was just like dead stare at the camera. Like, can you count? And there's a silence. <laughs> silence for like five seconds. And they do that in the movie too. <laughs> so I saw it in the trailer. That's the trailer, like Michael Pena is like, yeah. ah, I think she'll, she'll grow, grow out, out of it. it. You know, like, I love Michael Pena, by the way. I love that yeah, dude. Like he's everything. so funny. He's an Ant Man. Yeah. So I saw a meme the other day. It was like Michael Pena, like in the first Ant Man movie, mm -hmm. where like he picks up Paul Rudd, Paul, Rudd. Paul Rudd's characters, and he's like, "Hey, how's things going?" He's like, "Well, my mom died, yeah. and my dad got deported, and this or whatever, <laughs> but I still got the van, right?" Yeah. But now, yeah. End Game, they blew up the van, so he's got nothing. That's he's got a company. That's true. He's got the company. <laughs> what was the company's name again? It was something funny. <laughs> oh, it was. Uh, it was like so, like former. Um, 
Yeah. Ex-cons. You know how I know that? Ex-con security. Because I, I, when the Infinity War came out, I got that on my birthday. Mm. I bought the physical copy, and then it had a thing inside for the Disney Movie Club, mm-hmm. and I joined it so that I could get all the Marvel movies at like a fraction of the price. Mm. And they throw these extras in. I got an ex-con patch like, <laughs> for like a jacket or something. I have that at home. That's, That's the only reason I remember that. I like when they're trying to buy the donuts. Like, don't buy those donuts. It's too expensive. I'm, I'm lying to you. We, we're out of money. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got nothing. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such so a good, good. Like, like, I love... I love when they take people that are... like They'll, they'll bring in characters from movies or television shows that... Were never that were never real, and like they'll add them in, and those will be the the best characters because mm-hmm. they let that will let like these people that that are that need to write something different from like you know whatever they're they're given for the material like that gives them an area where they can create a new character, or create like another plot line that's not part of like whatever the you know the, the source material is, and like that's why I like I love those that that part of the movie. And don't like when they stream, like, uh, go away from, like, most of the, you know, source material. So, yeah. like, that's a great area where they can just, yeah, just go ahead. You know, create Ned. I don't care. Right. Make so, cool things. Mm-hmm. This is interesting, too, because I read this theory that might just be completely off, because who knows what the writers are thinking. Mm-hmm. But someone had this theory that Thanos, in the second snap, or the first, maybe, one of the two snaps, mm-hmm. created Galactus, and we're about to find out. Oh, weird. Because... They were saying, like, this is purely going off the assumption that Thanos has everything planned out. Mm. Because you think of, like, the Earth alone. Mm. They were pointing out that, like, in the 50s or 60s, uh, the Earth's uh, population wasn't half or whatever it was now. So he's like, in another, like, few decades, his whole thing would be undone. Mm. So he would want, like, an insurance plan for happening. So what if he created, like, the Eater of Worlds to kind of, like, keep... It's like a Roomba. It's like a Galactus Roomba. Roomba, you know. Roomba. Like a, I would like, love to have that as like the next part where you can bring in the Fantastic Four and the mm-hmm. X Men. You know, okay, then we can go after a Galactus or something like that. I did see that there was an article here about uh, yeah, it was a how the how the X Men were going to be used. Oh, it was what they said they would have done with the X Men in the movies, and they said they would have gotten rid of everybody but Wolverine. <laughs> Which That's I think hilarious. is closer to the comics. I think they get rid of a lot of people in the snap. Okay. So. Interesting. I'm, I want to reread those comics because I forget what. It's such a long time ago that I read them. Uh, Scarlet Witch, she she was like the reason, or like she <clears throat> destroyed the entire world, right, in the comics or something like that? No, that's different. What, that's, what was that? That creates, um, gosh, what is that? When she she basically goes nuts and she creates a separate kind of universe. Yeah, yeah. And I saw a theory too that Scarlet Witch may create the X or the mutants or something. Yeah, it. I mean, with this multi, she's in the new multiverse movie of oh, madness yeah, Doctor Strange. with Doctor Strange. She's she gonna might be, be the villain. I don't think she's gonna be the villain. But I saw I things that she might be the villain. Or something I heard. Uh, I saw. <clears throat> I saw an article saying that Quicksilver might be in it. So, bring the Bat Boy back. Goodness. You're right. You'll I would have loved to see him in Endgame. You'd even be fun. messed up if it's the Quicksilver were from the Fox universe. Mm. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're crossing timelines. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'd have been so fun fast to crossing timelines. Had Spider-Man in it, and then you could have all like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> um, you had Donald I, Glover. This in is it kind too. of backtracking a little bit to <laughs> the new, Mut- new Mutants thing, <laughs> but I also read that Disney canceled 246 Fox movies. Yeah, which is hilarious because I read some of the ideas and I'm like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. Like they were talking about like a Mega Man movie. Now, I would love a Mega Man. Unless movie. that was animated, well, by Fox. <laughs> okay, you got me. You there. know, like, they were like, let's make this gritty and realistic. I wonder if Capcom would actually make a movie, or if they, they had, had the before, money. And sure. then they were also going to do a Magic the Gathering movie. I heard which, about that one. Which could could have been good, but you know that they wouldn't have done that. Like We should watch the Street Fighter movie and then just do one whole episode and just talking about the Street Fighter I'm, movie. I'm because, down for that. We should do that with the Mortal Kombat movies, too. Though. Yeah. Because I would love to rewatch all these movies. The, fir- the first Mortal Kombat movie is not... Like, if you can put yourself in the head of you at that time, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think I was a little bit disappointed that it wasn't a little bit more like the Scorpion-Johnny Cage fight, the whole movie. Yeah. But... I was. I had no other reference. There was no other video game movie that was like doing the major film. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, this is what it is, you know. Uh, and then even Street Fighter, I didn't mind so much. Oof. It is rough, dude. It's rough. 
I haven't seen the it. Only, in a long the only time. things I remember being upset about at the time were the things they changed from the game. And the mm. game didn't have that much of a story. No. So that's the thing that upset me was like, there's not much story here, so you could have written so many other things instead of changing the few things. There's a lot of like fan service of like just little things. Like at the end of the movie, you see uh, the guy that's playing Dalsim, like mm. in like a funny, funny like you know in his outfit or whatever it is. But like yeah. he's doctor, he's a doctor at the beginning of the movie, so yeah. he's in like a white lab coat or whatever. But like yeah. for some odd reason, at the end of the movie, he's in his full garb for no apparent reason. Yeah. And now uh, is it Barack or uh, not? Bar- what's a Blanca? Uh, Blanca like he's just like Guile's appears. partner. Yeah. And then he's, he has experimented on. He's so that. weird. It's really convoluted. I I um saw I forget where I saw this but that Capcom had demanded that every character in the roster of new fighters mm-hmm. be represented in the movie and that's why the cast was so huge oh okay there was one character though that was like the Bruce Lee character that wasn't in it and they replaced him with this uh, Lieutenant Sawada mm. who's also in the video game and I, I haven't read more about it but I, ha- I saw some like conspiracy theories that he was like he was being groomed by some like a government or like a big studio to be like the next big actor so mm-hmm. they were like let's just switch this character out with this like new face but he's terrible he's yeah. like literally the worst actor in the movie if you remember he stands up and gives his dialogue and it's like high school improv level <laughs> yeah like it's <laughs> weird well you also got um ming na wen she plays chung lee mm-hmm. in the movie did you, I didn't mind her. I thought she was a great yeah. Chun-Li. I thought she was great, too. I mean, like, that's pretty, to be honest, like, I think her role is probably the best fitting of all of them. She was, like, oh, a news yeah. reporter, and then yeah. she goes in. The news reporter thing was a little weird a little, for me when yeah. I was a kid, because in the game, she's, like, very sexualized, which nowadays, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what you think about that. But, like, in the 90s, it was perfectly acceptable. And so I was like, she's a news reporter? Like, I already have April yeah. O'Neil in my head for that, so yeah. I don't know, like... But even April is kind of sexualized. Like, yeah, well, I played. I, mean, I was at this arcade. You look at the side of the arcade. The, yeah. well, and, that's like, what I mean, though. Like, in my in my head, it was like <laughs> that, that was already that that slot was filled. Mm. Like sexy reporter, you know. So I don't know. I mean, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, like you take a look at like Guile and everybody else. They're like half shirt off, like ripped, ginormous. Yeah, yeah. Like so, you got the op- the opposite thing there. But see, then Guile confused me because he was the all American hero, but yeah. he was like Aust- Austrian or something because he was Jean Claude Van Damme. Like whatever. Aust- oh yeah. Wherever yeah. Jean Claude is. He had, I mean, I guess he was still an American soldier, but he had, like, a thick accent. He's very, yeah, well, it's yeah. Claude Van Damme, he's his not accent. Ameri- he well, he is American, it. but he's not, like, from... Like, that doesn't make any sense, either. It, it was just interesting, because, like, in the games, his voice was always, like, the most, like, G.I. Joe, hey, like, you know, like... And it wasn't that in the movie. But I did, no, so I saw... Like a this, French accent. I saw this interview with, like, one of the heads of Capcom, and the interviewer was like, so what about that big uh, uh, goof... Uh, Street Fighter the movie and he was like you think it was a goof he's like we make a million dollars every time that appears on any streaming or television service <laughs> he was like it's like he said it's like a major source of income for that studio because when they licensed the movie rights out yeah they only did they did it under circumstances they would get to keep half the like, revenue oh weird forever okay because they also invested in it so it was like it's a cheesy movie but it still makes a ton of money because People like us will probably still watch it. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, like you, you sit down, and you're like, "What's going on? What is this?" Like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna watch this." And it's, it's cringy, but it's watchable. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I like the cartoon one. That dude, movie, dude, the anime was too. so dope. You got to see the anime. Did you know, like a few years back, the girl that played Lana Lang in Smallville mm-hmm. uh, was Chung Li in like some weird Chung Li movie? That Whoa. was pretty. Bad. So that's the thing. Street Did Fighter. Did you see it? A little bit. I, I just it. stopped watching it because <laughs> I think that came out when we were I had in college. A crush on her. A little bit after, and I saw I started watching it because <laughs> Chun Li was my favorite character in Street Fighter, and I was like, I can't do this, like this is so bad. <laughs> and that's that's the curse of the the fighter movies, right? Street Fighter, not great, uh, but Mortal Kombat, not perfect, but pretty good. Yeah. But then Mortal Kombat Annihilation, complete opposite. It's end. adapting a video game. It's really hard to do. Uh, to be honest, I think I feel like. The first Resident Evil is like the only one that's really kind of nailed and it. It's the same guy that did Mortal Kombat. Was it? Mm-hmm. I think he got that because of Mortal Kombat. But the thing, so the the thing that I hope they do with this movie that they messed up on in the first Mortal Kombat movie is Mortal Kombat does have a huge amount of lore. Like mm. John Tobias wrote entire comic book series now parallel with the game, and in the game. If, if you play the arcade game, they had these bios yeah. of characters and the bios. Before and after. Yeah. And the bios all interlaced. So, Street Fighter, mm. the stories were all kind of like in themselves and they didn't really connect. Yeah. But between all the character bios for before the game and when you won, 
you could figure out this whole lore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first two, though, like, things would change, though, if you won as a certain person, right? So certain character endings were canon. Yeah. But the, all the bios before, like, you could figure out, like, oh, Scorpion and yeah. Sub-Zero are mortal enemy or immortal enemies. And because Sub-Zero killed Scorpion's family. And, this, and like, yeah. you figure out all this whole thing. And Shang Tsung has had this tournament. And you have to win it only once in a lifetime. And you have to win ten in a row. And they're on the ninth one. And that's the first game. So, like... They could have taken that whole story and just literally just done the movie. But I think, uh, well, it's two things. In the 90s, everything has to be gritty, dark, and real. And then the sec- second thing was um, they weren't allowed to go rated R with it. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, how do, you, how do you do that? And then they wanted, like, fairly recognizable faces and stuff. So they were supposed to be Cameron Diaz as Sonya Blade, but then yeah. something happened to her, so they got that girl from uh, Adam Sandler's uh, uh, Billy Madison. Who's like the next runner-up, and that was supposed to be her breakthrough movie. See, know? I don't even think that she was in Billy Madison yet. I think she was in Last Action Hero first, and then she was yeah. in Mortal Kombat, and then I think she was in Billy Madison. Nice. They had said something about... I might be wrong. I think they said something about, like, she was in production of Billy Madison, or, like, had maybe. just finished, and maybe the movie didn't come out until later or something. Maybe. And that was, like... they were. There was some studio connection where, like, she was, like... Man. That that had that happened, but um, I don't like I, the the thing that would have like totally made. I guess that's the thing they wanted to make a movie that more than just the video game players would like. Mm. Um, which at the time I guess was a safe bet because they didn't know how many video game like how many gamers there were out there. Now though, it is very clear how big the game market is. Esports oh, yeah. is probably like one of the largest industries on earth. So if you make a video game movie that's a thousand percent true to the video game lore, mm. you will have the fan base like down, you know? So, well, like, video games are still making a crap ton of money, largely because it's kind of, like, we used to be able to like, crack them all the time. Mm-hmm. We're still using consoles, so it's harder to do that, and, uh, or you like, people use Steam or whatever else, so it's, they're, they're paying for games. Yeah. Like, you're paying stuff. As, I guess movies kind of went down a little bit for a while. Music tanked, because yeah, yeah. you didn't pay for stuff anymore. But, yeah, video games are still... And, like, with Mortal Kombat specifically... I'm, I'm, I know I'm late to the game because uh, I, I, like, literally, because I had missed out on, like, 10 years of gaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, now everything can be updated on the fly. So, like, where when I played Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3, if there was a glitch, that's just that was just the game. Mm-hmm. Now, like, things are being fixed and improved. Like, I noticed in the last patch of Mortal Kombat 11, in, when there's, like, a desert or a ship, when Katana falls, she gets back up, she has sawdust on her face. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. they did an update where she gets, like, dirt in addition to the blood accumulation on her, <laughs> you know? It's pretty crazy, like, the amount of, like, realness in video games nowadays. Like, I'm a kind of a tech nerd because, you know, we do video and we do other stuff. I'm just learning a lot of stuff. And so I get into a lot of stuff like Linus Tech Tips or whatever where they go, they go through and they say, like, well, this... Like, I think their last video was, like, here's, you know, kind of PC gaming over the years. And they go through, you know, shadows changing to, like, you know, to stuff being dust in the air and all these other yeah. things are, like, just crazy. Speaking of, I just, that just reminded me. So in the last patch update to Mortal Kombat 11, there's a character named Garrus, and he controls time. But his whole power is time, sands of time and everything. They gave him a brutality that is Thanos' snapping. Nice. <laughs> so he, he can, if you hit their last move for brutality, he can like, kind of like, he doesn't snap, but he does a thing that dusts you, like you did, like mm. they did in Infinity War. <laughs> nice. It's a nice little like homage, you know. <laughs> there, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like, and if anybody, I've said this a million times before. If anybody's played story mode of Mortal Kombat 11, they can just add another few million dollars to that and just make that the movie because it was really great. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. And they they went back kind of full circle in the original game they did photographs of people and then put those in the games mm-hmm. and I don't know if they did this for the last two games but for Mortal Kombat 11 they used space models so they didn't photograph them but they did like like shape and contour stuff like I follow Katana's face mo-cap. model on Instagram <laughs> you know uh, probably be easier to do they don't now. do mocap because she's not a no? she's a model she's not a, a martial artist so they have her face I'm sure that they mocap somebody else yeah but they use her face for the thing and then they they they're not super the public, shells. but I don't think they're private either. So people, fans have been finding the models because they're also not necessarily like, like Katana is like, she's like Filipino or something. Like she's a dark skin Asian, mm. but in the game she's light skin. So it's like, yeah. it's not necessarily the same complexion 
It's just like the contours and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the successes of this game is they went back to like a human model. Yeah. Instead of trying to make like a polygon, like the MK4. Yeah. Horrific. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just looked horrible. But, uh... When I was at the arcade, I thought of you, though, because they had them all lined up nice. on the one end, and then they had all the people signed on the photos and whatnot above it. It's awesome. It was cool. It was fun. Where, what part of the country is that? It's in Chicago. It's called the Galloping Ghost Arcade. They actually, on Facebook, re, like they'll release a new arcade every week. They'll wow. bring a new arcade into their place every single week, so it's kind of crazy. That's why, though. Chicago is uh, where Midway was, and that's yeah. where Mortal Kombat was based, and all the actors... Like, all but like one or two of the actors still live in Chicago. Mm. So that's probably why the autographs are there and they yeah. visit and stuff. I think the gal who played the first Katana has like a martial arts studio in Chicago. Oh yeah? Nice. Or somewhere in the Midwest. It's awesome. Just like train with Katana. Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. <laughs> train with Katana. Yes, please. Fans. And I know Daniel Pacina and like uh, Carlos and stuff. I think they still, they either own studios or they do shows or something. Something like that. It's mm. awesome. They're all, yeah, they're all in Chicago. That, that makes sense why they had the machines and stuff. So, hope you like this extra long episode for Missing Last Week. Um, we'll be back to our normal setup soon. Yeah. yeah. The um, uh, back porch wasn't clean. I was like, hey guys, you want to go get something to eat? And so hopefully you can still hear us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks <laughs> everybody for listening. Enjoy me by Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully YouTube doesn't flag us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that policy changed. I did it. And it's funny because I can finally talk about that because our friend of YouTube texted me about that after VidCon and said, don't tell anybody. And then I had to sit on it for like weeks. <laughs> uh, but now they just announced it two days ago. You won't be flagged for incidental music unless you interact with it, which I guess we just did. So hopefully don't flag us. <laughs> That's why I said, oh. <laughs> anyway, check out uh, You Know Us, RKVC. Yeah, RKVC, Band's Life. Band's Life. I'm actually doing new Band's Life stuff. Oh, you so. recorded some, right? Yeah, I did, uh, yeah, I did some thing at a... Guy that prints stuff, uh, the print life. He's hilarious. I love nice, that guy. Nice. So that's my first collab ever. Awesome. And congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Now all you need to do more. No. <laughs> no. I had to drive to Phoenix for that. Holy moly. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. We're going to get more breadsticks. That's right. Mm, see you nerds later. Sticks. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>